morning and welcome to this morning's devotional. We are on episode three of our deep dive in Galatians. So we'll go through this chapter. I'm going to read it pretty quickly. So get your Bibles out, follow along with me. Uh, I know you can't see me, but I have my King James Bible open. It's the study Bible. So it has plenty of footnotes and study applications to the King James, plenty of notes in there. And then I have BibleGateway.com open because it gives you dozens or the top 50 translations of the Bible. And I typically prefer ESV, and that's where I'm going to read Galatians 3. So let's get started. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, which is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For it is the inheritance comes by law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring could come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if the law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everyone under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. 
So then, the law was our guarding until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you all are for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. So I know that was a mouthful. That was a lot. I read pretty quickly there and I brutalized probably the English language a little bit in the process, but that was Galatians 3 in the ESV. So what it was covering is by faith or by works of the law, and then the righteous shall live by faith, the law and the promise. And there's some key verses here. Obviously, Paul's trying to drive home a point, right? He calls the Galatians foolish. Now, he's not saying like stupid foolish. He's referring to failure to use a moral and spiritual discernment. That's why he's calling them fools. And there's another important area here in these verses to kind of expound upon. So in verse 10, it says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law for the righteous shall live by faith. You see what this is unfolding here is we as human beings cannot obey all the laws. And it's saying if we cannot obey all the laws, then we're cursed. We're cursed under that. We're imprisoned under the law. But Christ came to fulfill the law. Okay. He was the future offspring that paid the penalty, that hung on the tree, that was crucified, died, buried, resurrected on the third day, and then ascended unto the Father, making intercession for us. So the righteous shall live by faith in Jesus Christ, right? Just like Abraham believed God, God identified him as being righteous, therefore us as well. Another part here is then on verse 19, it says, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. I have always had problems pronouncing that. Intermediary, okay? So that being uh, meaning plural, right? More than one, but God is one. So why the law? Well, the law, it was added so we could be identified as separate of the world, that we can be identified as seeking after God, obeying the law, the covenant, right? Until the offspring, again, as I alluded, as I alluded before and I shared, would come who the promise has been made, right? So Jesus Christ was that promise, the offspring that would pay that penalty, right? This is a very important part. This is uh, probably my favorite part of chapter three here, starting with 23. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law in prison until the coming faith would be revealed, right? So that's what I shared. That's what I confirmed. That's what these verses are leading up to. So then the law was our guarding until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. So when he says guardian, the King James says schoolmaster, okay? Well, we're not any longer under that schoolmaster, the guarding or the law. Now, not that the law is not was not good, that we shouldn't strive to follow it same way with the ten commandments it's not the ten suggestions we should strive to follow that but we cannot fulfill the entire law all the laws christ came and he paid that penalty right he was the fulfillment right he was the accomplishment so it's by faith 
we have redemption and righteousness because in 25 it says but now that faith has come we are no longer under the guardian or schoolmaster for in christ jesus you are all sons of god through faith okay 27 it says for as many of you as were baptized into christ have put on christ okay there is neither jew nor greek neither slave or free there is no male female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, what he's trying to ride home there or kind of amplify, doesn't matter what gender, it doesn't matter what uh, Jew or Greek, it doesn't matter slave or free, all humanity, all of us, okay? We are all redeemed for all that come and believe, right? And if you, in 29, it says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So that's a lot there in three, and it kind of just coincides, right, to two, that the life we live now for believers are not our own. We were, were dead to sin. We were crucified with Christ. The life that we live now is through Christ Jesus, right? We've been saved. We've been accepted. Um, we have been given the Holy Spirit. Hopefully we initiate and do that act of obedience, of being baptized, right? So we're new creatures, we're to strive to live as Christ did, as he is our example. And Paul was trying to, to uh, expound upon this and get this point across where these Galatians were arguing that you have to obey the law first, be all perfect before you can be saved, okay? Well, you don't get cleaned up, all right, before you take a shower, right? So it's Christ who paid the penalty for our sins. We're not under that covenant, that law. We've been set free of that curse. However, we're to be obedient to what Christ taught. And remember, folks, as I close this, what was the greatest commandment that Jesus Christ said is to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, right? And love your neighbor as yourself. He says, it says hang all the law on the prophets on, on that. So if you love God with all that you are, right, your heart, mind, soul, strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to obey what Christ taught. You're going to strive to live, lead, love, serve, teach, preach as Christ did. So that's it. That's it for episode three. I'll see you or hopefully I'll have you here listening to me next week, next Monday, as we go to episode four and may you launch each day with purpose, navigate with principles and explore with passion.